This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We listened to What If His People Prayed by Casting Crowns, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Do you think you can make God laugh? No. You're a clown if you say Hey. I'm a Christian wife. <laughs> Sicario. Everything. White women are notoriously shifty. That age well. Clean up on aisle butt. You get a new one? Kevin. It's a long story. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Ew, whatever the story is. Hey, welcome to Good Christian Fun. The fact that your old Elmo is not usable? (laughs) What you do? Hey, we need to... No, 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 no. I cannot. This is liable. I saw the fresh tag on that Elmo. No, 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 no. Okay. And I saw your old Elmo recently. So, like, this happened... (laughs) Right, like yesterday. I can't. Ugh. I don't know if I can get into it on the podcast. You can't get into it? I could, no, okay, I will get into it. Just to say. I'll, get, I'll make up what happened then. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Carolyn. We're here to have Good Christian Fun. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture and the music, the movies, and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. We're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have Good Christian Fun. So during that, um, Elmo... Uh, did sing part of that Lee Greenwood song, Proud to Be an American, which, of course, we are playing in light of recent On events. Loop. What's that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> recent events. Recent. Are. Yeah, and we are recording this the Thursday night before the Wednesday that this comes out. So it's going to age good. We are six mm-hmm. days in the past, and everything is wonderful. <laughs> And no anxiety here, and everything uh-uh. is good. So, That's but Elmo, Elmo was singing a little bit of it, and you can tell it's a different Elmo because his eyes are a little closer together than the other one. Oh, yeah, in the tag. Well, yes, in the tag. So, yeah, what happened? Well, what happened is, I feel like the other Elmo puppet. It's not a dirty story. It's just that the other. Should I tell it? The other Elmo puppet yeah. has just slowly not become mine. My quarantine partner has <laughs> kind of taken. What the fuck is going on with you? What do you mean? What is happening? What? Your quarantine partner has taken over the weird Elmo that lives in your living room. Well, he's not Elmo anymore. So you had to get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's Felmo now. The old Elmo is Felmo. His eyes are further apart. You know apart. what? I'm sorry. I he's asked got a about this Elmo extended nose. universe so in then your house. When my quarantine it, partner so much worse. went on a travel, she went traveling and then Felmo went with her and I got a little lonely while, while Felmo was gone. Good Lord. And so... <laughs> 
It's like ordering a new one, except his mouth is weird and his eyes make him look dumb, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Shut oh, up. No. What are you going to do? <laughs> but now, you know, Kevin. it's easier to have two of them because they can play with each other and they kind of keep each other out of trouble. Listeners, maybe I'm sounding a little harsh, but the real thing I'm I'm upset about is the wastefulness because Kevin does have about seven other puppets that he could have turned to. And instead, he made an Amazon worker underpaid, oh overworked. You don't, you don't know I got it from Amazon. Bring a fresh fucking Elmo I did to him. Get it from Amazon. <laughs> Amazon <but> Prime. <laughs> hey, oh, man. He's like, I need it in one day, please. <laughs> Hurry up. Let me tell you guys about Felmo first. <laughs> All like, the warehouse no labor thanks. abuse is worth it to get my puppet in 48 hours or less. Thank you, Daddy Bezos. Thank oh my you, gosh. Papa. All right. So that, I'll let that go. I, uh, I don't, by the way, I don't have seven other puppets. I have one. And then I have other stuffed that's animals, but they're not puppets. And that's such a difference. I know you have two more puppets at least. No, I have I have Elmo, Felmo. You have Fink- Finklin. Fink- Finklin. <laughs> Finklin. Yeah. And then you also have Kevin. Oh, I do have Kevin. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So I do have a few. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, just like me to forget myself and put others first. Oh. Is that, is that fun? <laughs> So we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing singles ministry today. We're listening to a song called. It's a Whopper too. What if his, it's not a Big Mac. It's a Whopper for sure. It's not, it's, it's a healthy boy. Have it your way. To, to sink our teeth into. And so the three of us together are all going to take a little bite out of this Whopper and maybe Lady and the Tramp in the middle. And wipe oh. the cheese off each other's lips and have a little giggle no, as we do. Here's it. the thing: is what? if I touch your lips, I've touched Elmo's lips, and that I'm not comfortable you, with. I don't kiss it's the Elmo aspect. I'm not comfortable with. When you, when you kiss Kevin, you kiss every puppet he's ever. We learned been this with. in youth group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's introduce our very special guest yes. uh, before she leaves and protests, friends and folks. She is the head of the Multitude Podcast collective and the host of the podcast spirits and join the party everybody give it the hell up for amanda, amanda McLaughlin. sing your praise to the lord come on everybody get up and sing him hallelujah sing your praise no no put him away no stop kissing him Ugh. Oh, no. Do you know? Um, do you know when you like walk into a bar or a party and you've gotten the dress code really wrong? I don't know if it's ever happened to you. It's happened to me before. Sure. Um, that is how I felt when Kevin lifted his Elmo into frame and I lifted my Miller High Life into frame. And was like, oh no, is it not this kind of recording? Unfortunately, no. We are an anti-substance of all kind. What? Pro- yeah, anti anti-substance, like not. Yeah, not alcohol. No just substances. Substance. Yeah. No coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we are the most insubstantial podcast uh, you're listening to today, dear friend. <laughs> JK No, Rowe. we're glad you're here. You fit right in. Um, I am sorry about the business we had to take care of before you got here. Yeah, that oh, did okay. feel like that felt like something that might have been reserved for the text message after the show, if I'm being honest. Like interfamily oh, discipline. Why do you feel that way? Oh, is it because it's your Elmo habits were on display? I have no secrets, <laughs> but I do have, have privacy. We have to- <laughs> I do have privacy. I do. That's my right. 
shame thrives in the shadows. Oh, and I'm glad sure. you feel safe to talk about this yeah. in front of me. Oh, yeah, wait. Was, I was doing this to get rid of shame. Shame thrives in the shadows. That feels like a Bible verse, but it's not. It also sounds I like a, a Harry Potter. I of Brene Brown. Uh, yeah, so we're really, we're getting at the same the Bible. place. Well, yeah. Amanda, yeah. You, you're you're going to learn on this show. We're a little less Brene Brown, a little more Brene Clown. All right, Hong Kong. <laughs> God, <laughs> spit it out, Caroline. <laughs> Hi, y'all. We need vulnerability. <laughs> or like, I'm, wait, can I do her? So that's your Amy quick? Grant with your Emma Stone mixed together. That is your Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the respect in the arena, world for folks. her. She's one of the yeah. only celebrity podcasts I think is good, and it is good. Wow, that's very high praise. I think a lot of them are good, but not publicly. Like Con- mm. Conan's interview with Bruce Springsteen, I thought was very good. Yeah. The but- only celebrity that podcast executives talk about is Dak Shepard. Like every single podcast company really? employee, executive person has been like, you know what kind of podcast I like? I like that Dak Shepard. He's Trying the one. To, he knows to how to do it. the Dax magic. And like it's a it's a fine podcast, but it's just it, it's it's as if somebody got a memo or everybody got a memo. Well, you're saying I like white men off. in their 40s and 50s somehow oh, yeah. find a path to empathy with Dak Shepard. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> Some radical way. Wow. Something they can relate to. Good for them. Can say. I thought they found something. Can say. Well, Amanda, we're not here to pray to the God of celebrity podcasting. We're here to pray to real God. Just kidding. We're just here to talk about God. And your history with religion and faith. How'd you grow up with it? I uh, grew up as a uh, closeted suburban Catholic. Wow, wow. Uh, hashtag it. <laughs> sweet to me. Um, and Which suburb? Yeah. Uh, of New York City, Long Island. Oh. Nassau County. Nassau from County. The same town that uh, Amy Fisher is from. So that's what you have to know. And Lindsay Lohan's mom lived next to my elementary school. Dina? <laughs> Dina in her white Mercedes. Dina was always very friendly. I don't know what anybody has against Dina. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't know who Amy Fisher is. I'm Googling her now. I don't oh, know who that is. Either. She's the Long Island Lolita, it looks like. Okay, I see. Yes. Uh, she attempted to kill her much older boyfriend's uh, wife when she was in high school uh, and was just very misled and in, in a bad situation um, oh, and then made some bad choices. Yeah. She so, was like a premature uh, girl boss. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so my town was entirely uh, Catholic and Jewish. And that's what I thought the makeup of the country was until <laughs> I was in like early high school and saw a map and was like, that can't be right. There can't be that many Protestants. Um, so my growing up was very like obligatory, like church is obligatory. You go once a week, you get through it, you get done, you're out in 55 minutes. Um, and my my dad's family are from Ireland. So very devote Catholic. That's kind of the cultural background. Um, but I think our version of it was like, this is a thing we do because you know, my parent did it as a kid. Um, and especially growing up uh, bisexual, going to, you know, Sunday school and stuff like that. Um, didn't feel particularly welcomed. Didn't feel like my questions, you know, when I was 11 and the priest was like trying to get through the day uh, was particularly <laughs> answerable. Um, so not a thing that I've pursued in my um, teenagehood and adulthood. Wait, what um, questions so did this- you have for the priest? reconciling you know science with the kind of biblical fundamental um like Mm -hmm. literalist view of evolution things Mm -hmm. like that um and also just like trying to bring up in the way that kids do like inviting adults to say um a reassuring thing to you about queerness or whatever it might be uh and just not getting that not having any examples of queer adulthood particularly queer Mm -hmm. um religious adulthood 
So growing up um, now and knowing that that exists and there's just whole communities of people who square their sexuality with their religion in like many kinds of ways has been really exciting to see, um, but not a thing that I really had access to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And so how did it evolve? Did you just kind of fall out of church as you grew older or did you stay in it until a certain point? I did, yeah. After my uh, my confirmation, like many Catholics, let let that one go. Um, <laughs> and when I went to college, uh, sort of, you know, stopped uh, attending the services when I came home for holidays with my family. Um, but I have since had the pleasure of going to different services of all different uh, faiths and denominations uh, with friends and going to, um, you know, their services, seeing how that's done, knowing people and having deep relationships with people with whom faith is and for whom faith is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has just been an exciting thing, having sort of written it off, you know, for a formative period of my life to come into adulthood and see if that's really important to people. Um, it makes me think that, you know, it's that's wonderful. And it's not all just kind of a, you know, obligatory thing you show up for, buy some pizza on your way home, you know, and just like <laughs> get it done as an errand. I'm trying to think of what it would be analogous to in my life of something that people are interested in that I don't have a condescending attitude towards, but no real connect. Like, I wonder if it's like sports almost. When it's like, I understand why rooting for the Yankees is important. And it's community. It's identity. It's your hometown. It's where you're from. If it's like that for you when you're like engaging with it with, with friends. Like, how do you how do you identify now faith-wise or spiritually? Uh, as, a, as a middle schooler, uh, it was important to me to identify as an atheist that felt like the the maximum rebellious uh how was that received in middle school not well uh i was friends with a couple of skaters who really liked richard dawkins and christopher hitchens um and i have since complexified in my views of agnosticism and and atheism um but i i think just kind of like a religious or non-religious is um is the the thing that i gravitate toward um but there there are lots of ways in therapy and in life in which, you know, my upbringing does still have an influence on me. So I think having grown up Irish Catholic is still definitely um, a, a part of me, you know, regardless of what sort of my practice is now. Mm-hmm. I Do you ever wonder, like, man, if I had grown up in church and there were like queer clergy there and everything and everyone was open about it, like, do you ever wonder, like, where would I be now? Like, would I have stuck around for it or would I still probably be kind of a religious, you know, regardless of that? Definitely. I, I think I was very primed to to want that, you know, and like just mm. being like a lonely bookish, like intellectual, weird kid. Um, I think that, you know, complex intellectual um, systems is a thing that I was like really looking for. Um, mm. And until that kind of like realizing I was different, realizing I was queer, kind of like around, you know, 11, 12, 13, like having that kind of schism, uh, a little religious uh, reference for you there, a little humor. Um, <laughs> Wait, why, that is, that, why is that religious in particular, that word? The great schism. I don't know. I guess I don't hear the word schism in other contexts. I I do when I'm talking to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, should oh I bring my. Elmo back? That's a drop. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm in charge of that, so it's not. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I do think, I think that would have been great. And I, I definitely like had some, you know, emotional moments seeing, you know, queer clergy on Queer Eye and reading books and following people online um, who are, you know, queer rabbis, queer priests. And uh, it's, it's awesome to see. And I'm, I feel a little bit like I kind of lost my chance on that. Maybe that won't end up being true. Um, and I'll, I'll find somewhere that really, um, really is meaningful for me or appeals to me. Uh, but in, in lieu of that growing up, I found theater, I found literature, you know, I found, um, you prayed to the gods of online Sondheim, 
of Albie, <laughs> of Lloyd Webber. You bowed at their altars made of gold. Well, listening to the um, Angels in America episode with Mara Wilson, I was like, I read that play with like post-its next to me being like, these are the references I need to know to like, you know, belong to the New York theater queers. Like, this oh is gosh. what I need. <laughs> like lines yeah. from the show were the references you needed to know. There's yeah, like an like entrance genius, exam. If Genius was not just about rap songs back then, I would have like read through the full <laughs> annotated version of the play oh or like gosh. the poem Howl by Allen Ginsberg, like all these fucking like NYU freshman ass passions that were very <laughs> important to me. Yeah, um, that, that was great. what I grappled onto. you know. It's funny yes. to think about Angels in America as like the theater queer community version of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> where it's oh, like yeah. where it's like so prevalent it becomes basic i'm a prior like, looking for my lewis or whatever the case <laughs> yeah. it's like um did you see raul Sparza's company because that's the only one worth seeing like, <laughs> oh you really get there oh yeah but i will say that it's very exciting listening to this show and certainly coming on because i feel like catholics have no fun media like the first time I saw a guitar in a church was when I went to like someone's Lutheran service in college. Like it it really was just not a thing. I, I never heard a song sung in church that was not a psalm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Catholics for fun, like we read the diaries of saints from, from the fucking dark ages. Like there, there is not um, a lot of like contemporary media, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> at least again, in the, the stuff I had access to, the stuff I was taught and like held up as an example. I'm sure there's lots of great stuff on Tumblr. Yeah, right I always now. expected Tumblr. like, oh, there must be like, you know, a Catholic Veggie Tales and also various other versions of this for everybody. But I feel like maybe Catholics also just used a lot of like the Protestant Christian media also, you know, in their church. But I always thought that there would be, yeah, like you said, like more fun like Catholic content out yeah. there. At and least like American English language content. Like there's a lot of good Spanish language, like kids TV shows that are Catholic oh, and point. podcasts yeah. and yeah, like more more kind of contemporary writing. Um, but yeah, I the idea of, of like fun, relatable Christian content, uh, you know, was not a thing at all that I grew yeah. up with. Well, and if you had it, you would have stayed. You would have stayed That's in the faith. That was the tipping point. <laughs> would have kept you in a lot longer. A medium yeah. budget, like animated version of the Old Testament would have kept me. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm sorry for My all the, the Muppet housekeeping we had to do in the midst yeah, of it. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for your patience. That's okay. And thank you for your story. I love it. Yeah. If any bi Catholics want to uh, to get at me on Twitter, I, I'd love to I'd love to chat. Well hit us with hey, that ad right now. What, what is invite? that? At she's so Mickey. As she's so Mickey, because you would you would you said bi Catholics and that you still identify as a bi Catholic or like bi uh, a bi person raised Catholic, I think. Okay. So regardless of how yeah you identify now, I just I think it's it's not a thing I've read a lot about. I, I've read a lot about gay Catholics um, and you know celibate gay Catholics and and people who you know reconcile those two things in many ways. Um, but I think as with many uh, queer discourses, the the B part gets overlooked sometimes. So totally. I'm very curious about people's experiences. Totally. Hit her up. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book. Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. 
The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now, and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash goodchristianfund today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash goodchristianfund. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time once again for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. Stunning. I recorded that in one take and never (laughs) re-recorded it. Well, when you know perfection, one you to keep doing and it. done. <laughs> hey, they recorded "Born in the USA" and they used the second take, and that's the song, baby. It's exactly, and that's like that. the same. Yeah, Amanda, you were talking about the kind of Christian pop culture that you wish that maybe, maybe, maybe you could uh, have access to. Did you have any exposure to it? Have you had any exposure to it at all in your adult life? Anything that you're familiar Fully with? Nothing. No. Zero nothing. zip zilch. <gasps> And what's your yeah. impression of it from an outsider's perspective? You know, I wanted to start by asking you that question, what your impression was of this song, because I don't have a baseline. And so reading this, I was like, okay, pretty good song, like I, a, a bop, okay. And then it was like, fuck Oprah. And I was like, oh my God. So <laughs> it, it, um, I can't imagine. I'm not sure what to make of it. <laughs> sure. So the song we're talking about is, oh my what if his people prayed? By Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns is a band from out of Daytona Beach, Florida, and then Georgia. It's a large band. There's men and women in the band comprising of it, led by Mark Hall, who's also the lead singer and used to be a youth pastor. They formed in the late 90s, of course, as all these bands were wont to do. Wait, did we ever cover these folks before? No, No, I don't believe so. No, I, w- I think I've always been too <laughs> repulsed to. <laughs> oh, wow. That is shocking. I mean, do you know what this show has been? <laughs> uh, <but they laughs> this were... is a bridge too far. Well, they, they, well <laughs> I, think, I think the repulsion of them comes from the fact that they uh, hit the scene in 2003, at which point I was on my way out, baby. I oh, was gone. So yeah, my spot. Nostalgia. The zone was 94 to 2001. And then everything. Case b- spot. Every what's excuse me? 
We call that the case spot. Yeah, and you got to hit it or I'm going to quit it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and anything before and after is an education for me too. So this came after that, 2003, firmly into the first term of Prez Bush. Uh, and along comes the days. Casting Crowns, which uh, Mark Hall describes their music as ministry of discipleship. And I think that alone is descriptive enough that we all understand what that means <laughs> musically and what that's meant to convey and entail. I, they, I, that was the band leader said, we're a, a ministry of discipleship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. It began someone as a student worship band. What's that? Can someone unpack that for me? Yeah, so it's like a ministry, but specialized in the form of uh, discipleship. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like some people have a different definition of discipleship, but I feel like the the best translation would be like mentorship. Okay. That's like Mostly how it, I got. Yeah. But. Cause like mentorship, I've, but maybe that's just because those, I heard that in context as like a high school and college kid where usually it was like, it just meant that someone older or like more experienced in faith, like got coffee with you once a week and like talked about your faith, you know, yeah, kind like of thing. Good like peers. So yeah. they were like telling people to help people like find their, find their zone. Yes. Or faith. also to just like spread the gospel because disciples were Jesus's followers who like, you know, learned from him and then eventually were the people that, you know, went out and started the church. That's uh, a good word. I apparently. think I think sometimes discipleship is the 2000s, 90s equivalent of hashtag be best, where it's like, I guess it's whatever you want it to be in the sense of <laughs> yeah, like, because yeah. there is legitimate all. like, oh, this is just a synonym for another infrastructure of mentor-mentee relationships. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was just struck by memory. A, I love Reliant K. Christian sort of like pop punk. Okay, so you have a little exposure. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, no. I love the song Sadie Hawkins Dance. I don't know much more about their catalog, but that was on a mixtape a friend gave me on eight tracks. Uh, Shout out 2008. Oh my God. And uh, it it was outstanding. Road Um, Scholar Matt Thiessen on the vocals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I did recently learn about the the kind of Christian context of the sort of like doing life together, which is the thing I'd seen on social media and not really put it together. Oh my God, yeah. Doing life. Okay, so you're talking about the phrase specifically that Christians use doing life with each other yes yes there is i believe uh an explainer article okay yes it's on vox and it's written (laughs) by laura turner couples all over instagram are doing life together here's where it came from and it talks about the evangelical roots so people who want to (laughs) who read this this is very funny i i read this like it came out last year uh it's a good article yeah so take a read of that doing life by the way Met a friend in the park today, had a nice little chat and hang with her. And we come, we both come from a Christian back, obviously I do, but she does as well. And at one point, unironically, in the midst of a kind of uh, heavy emotional conversation about some stuff, she did just slip in, yeah, you know, it's stuff like that. And just the idea of doing life. And I'm like, ah, doing life. It was like, <laughs> doing went life. It's still in there and it always will be a ministry of discipleship yeah because i i feel like some bands like crafting crowns and some of these christian bands you say crafting crafting clowns (laughs) is it a play on counting crows or is that just like a thing my eyes transposed onto it i mean come on they gotta they gotta no isn't it from a verse like casting crowns? well i think it's both i think it's both 
I was talking about um, uh, Casting Crown saying that they are a ministry of discipleship and how a lot of Christian bands, uh, especially like in the 90s and stuff, considered themselves like like ministry first, band second, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. our concerts are kind of like a parachurch situation where you come for the rock and tunes, but our priority the entire night is not only to entertain, but to bring you to Christ. And I feel like Casting Crowns probably fits pretty firmly in that category. I think, Caroline, we did cover just a teeny tiny bit of them uh, because they did put up- Yes, they did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we covered a little jewel. And they they put out a Christmas album. I believe we played a not good track Ugh. from it. <laughs> oh, I bet that absolutely slaps. About like, there's a war or something like that. <laughs> there's a war. Um, how did Christmas. you find this, Kevin? Uh, this song, Kevin? Well, you know what? This is actually a great segue for me to give props and shouts out to a listener who submitted this. This is from Annie. She submitted a few songs that she thought would be good for singles ministry. One of which was Dear Slim by KJ52, which we have covered before. Sorry, we're not going to do it, but... uh, Oh, yeah, when he was, like, dissing Eminem or whatever. (laughs) And one of them was What If His People Prayed by Casting Crown. She says, I've heard... I'm sure you've heard of this one before. A beautiful, manly voice criticizing America for looking up to Oprah, which is sort of the emotional (laughs) climax of this song in particular. And just to kind of give you some shading of Casting Crown's whole thing, I'll just read a few salient points, like in... August 30th, 2009, Casting Crowns performed on Huckabee, Mike Huckabee's political talk show. Oh, wow. Uh, In 2009. In 2009, I know. Before it was. Tell you what, I just watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2, and I think that anyone (laughs) that performs on the Huckabee show has a black spot, just like Jack Sparrow on their hand. A reference we all remember and understand. <laughs> I bet most people honestly do because those movies were very popular. They were. They made a lot of money. You're right. You're right. Shame on me. And okay, here's the other. <laughs> here's the other thing. You know what? I better. I better just share my screen for this because we are recording. Just to timestamp it a little bit. It's November fifth. It's 2020. And sure just checking out Mark Hall's Instagram. He posted a video uh and the uh, two days ago and the caption is america remember that light will always send the darkness running hashtag casting crowns <laughs> i've not listened to the content of this video let I, I literally haven't let me hear what it says cannot spread. darkness cannot it can move the only way it can move is it runs whenever the light shows up sometimes when it gets real dark it seems like the darkness might be stronger in the light that Jesus is the light of the world and the light shined in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it and it never will so I just want to tell you two things before we go number one it's a little crazy right now a lot of fear hmm. it is Mark no. yeah at your one, auditorium concert you need to pray and you need to vote I'm getting home tomorrow and I'm on the vote I'm going to do my part. <laughs> but I also know this. Kingdoms come, kingdoms go. Rulers rise, rulers fall. It's been happening 
for thousands of years. And there is only one throne and only one who can sit on it. And only power that's ever given anybody is what he allows. It's the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Vote for who, Mark? Vote for, Vote for who? who? He's really hedging here a God bit. has not given us a spirit of fear. There's no day, there's no election, there's no country, there's no system of government, there's nothing that's ever going to rise up and put out the light. Number two. Jesus is in you, and the light is in you. You'll vote for Trump. <laughs> to somebody. You're going to work with somebody. You're going to school with somebody who does not have the light. And there are a lot of people throwing things at them, throwing words, throwing views. They're throwing doctrine. They're throwing everything they can. They're even throwing the Bible at them. But I'm telling you, you are different <laughs> because you love them. And when you speak the truth in love, oh that kind of truth stays after you leave. <laughs> what is he talking about? Which truth, world. Mark? Which truth? He's talking about soft, he's the soft boy. I'm not going to turn casting crowns on their playlist. You're just out there in the dark. And there are many people that can argue with your views. They can argue with your beliefs. But no one can argue with your story. No one. Somebody in your world needs to hear your story. This was me before I met Jesus. This is what happened when I met Jesus. This is what's happened since I met Jesus. And if Jesus can save me... This is when Jesus me. and I were on the rocks for a little bit. <laughs> this is when Jesus and I reunited. This is when Jesus and I went on a date. This video is so long. I would love if he just launched into a tight 15. So I'm dating <laughs> yeah. again. It's weird. Have you guys been dating uh, corona times <laughs> it's interesting uh, have you- here's the thing yes that would be the most engaging sermon i've ever heard mm. like it, in the context not of a band but of church okay go for it mark yeah what the sermon he just gave or talking about yeah. dating again <laughs> no that's fine well i mean hmm i think it it feels so dog whistly, right? I don't know what he means. People are throwing your views at at each other. I was yeah. What was he well, talking to, about? to me, it sounded like he was advocating for not being like an asshole Christian, you know, and being like Great. a cool insensitive person, which is cool. Yeah, I'll go for that. So, um, and also, I feel like he was kind of saying like. Rulers rise, they may fall, uh, stuff will happen, you know, but just do your best and whatever. Someone saw the writing on the wall. I think so. Our Cheeto-dusted Papa Bear may fall, <laughs> and that's okay. Maybe he's not pro-Trump. I don't know. Maybe he is. Okay, well, the other, two, the other two keys I might unlock it is he <laughs> took a picture of himself voting and saying, hey, look, it's my first and last political post of the year. Disabled the Ooh. comments on it. And then... Caroline, this is going to be a special one for me and you. Oh. The previous post is about human child sex trafficking. Woo, the oh, hits. No. Number the one on the charts. Hits. It is a screenshot of the Fox <laughs> News Instagram uh, talking about Operation Autumn Hope, uh, 45 missing children, 109 additional human trafficking survivors. Saved. I believe those numbers are false. Uh, And the caption is, keep praying for the rescue of children. So much is happening in the last few weeks. Help when you can. 
And someone commented, why no news coverage? Yeah. <laughs> on the Fox happening. News screenshot. <laughs> this is not the happening. coronavirus and Black Lives Matter is a distraction from the fact that literally everyone you've ever met is a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a distraction. Oh, boy. So I think oh, that I sure hope not. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that does kind of clear it up a I don't know. I don't know the validity of those numbers. There was just that, there was that story. I think, anyway, my... My short point on that is no one understands how human trafficking and trafficking laws work and <laughs> just look stuff up and have some media literacy with it. When you see we save 45 children from a thing, it could mean we found children. Technically, they're trafficked because of this law and this. It's not like there is a cabal under the pizza plate. Like it's, <laughs> it's different. It's different. But that leads yeah. us to their debut song on their debut album. What if his people prayed? Um, what, if? what if let's take a listen to it on our first episode of gcf and maybe a new kind of america what if the armies of the lord picked up and dusted off their swords vowed to set the captive free and not let satan have one more what if the church for heaven's sake Stepped up to the plate Took a stand upon God's promise And stormed hell's rusty gates What if his people prayed? And those who bear his name Would only seek his face, yeah And turn from their own way Okay, so, so far, okay, like, uh, listen, I don't love storming the gates of hell imagery that much, but it's like, sure, what if his people, pr like, hey, if we all, you know, reset our mind, what if we all meditated? What if we all did our own vinyasa in our own homes and, like, mm. really centered ourselves? Like, that? that's fine. <laughs> What if we all loved our neighbors, eradicated poverty, like uh, made choices as Christ would? Like, what if we all, built mutual aid networks? Yeah. <laughs> what if no. there's mutual? What aid? if there's a military and we get to be in it? <laughs> well, Always. I want to interpret dusting off your sword in maybe a different way. Uh, that's what they, that's what you call it. <laughs> Pretty dusting. dusty, dusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, here's Dry. the rest of the song. If we pray for those raised up to lead the way, then maybe kids in school could pray. Oh, unborn children see light of day. Oh, what if the light that we pursue yeah. came from a hunger for the truth? What if the If his people prayed For some reason that riff reminds me It's a beautiful day I'm thinking like A sale at the Gap Like I'm really like a, a Kmart back to school sale I'm really just getting like commercial vibes <laughs> It's baseball season in Los Angeles <laughs> If only We have a lady in the band, here she is now. She's God. She's God. Progressive. 
Oh yeah, she is got what? She's Wait a minute. Right. Note that. So on Ooh. and so forth. What if my cat got spayed? <laughs> what if cartoons got saved? But oh, we can't. Oh, never mind. Sorry yeah. to that man. Bye forever. <laughs> sorry for to that man. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry to that man. You know what I'm saying? Um. Wow. What a what a message. You know. What, what, what do you guys think about that? Like, where, where are you at? What's well, the I want to let you know, Caroline, that whatever I think about it, it's my own thoughts and not what Oprah told me to think. Damn. No. Oprah Those mentioned therapy in this once. room. I've never gone to therapy. That's why. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, you know why? You know why, Amanda? Because you don't go, bah, bah, whatever you tell me to do, Oprah. Bah. <laughs> I pay yeah. attention to the sex trafficking. So. That's right. Yeah. If I get you're real not, advice. Wake up. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is wake up sheeple the song in a lot of ways. Kevin, did you did you have like a cultural uh, animosity towards Oprah the way we maybe did in my fam? Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, really? Okay. Here, yeah. here's, here I, I almost get the Oprah one a little bit more than the one I'm about to say. Did either of you grow up or any of our listeners grow up? with the sort of vague resentment in your household for Julia Roberts. No. 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 Really? No. <laughs> the vague resentment for we, Julia Roberts? We did. Yes. America's like sweetheart? Her big mouth. Her mo- mouth is way too big for a lady. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's big and liberal. We just, I remember growing up and... A mutual friend of ours has, Caroline, but there was just some sort of thing our our parents just didn't trust Julia Roberts. Wow. I, she's I mean, I feel pe- like generally Hollywood, you know, actors. Um, but she's not even particularly outspoken. I even understand if it's like, okay, Sean Penn's like, you know, <laughs> like Alec Baldwin, Jane Fonda, Martin Sheen getting arrested for right. protest stuff. I'm like, in retrospect, why Julia? Roberts? She barely did <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. Were people mad that she was attractive? You know? And like, know. Well, married men were like, oh. Okay, here there was a lot of attractive women, you know, why Julia? I don't know. Maybe okay, here here's 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 maybe what it was. Here's maybe what it was. Uh my dad worked in oil and 2001 what masterpiece uh, was it 2001 2000 99 to 2001 somewhere in that range. What masterpiece of a movie comes out that year? Aaron Brockovich, who stars as the titular mm-hmm. in more ways than one, Aaron Brockovich, Miss Julia Roberts, based on the true story of Aaron Brockovich who took down a big bad chemical company for poison so yeah. maybe because she was like poor small business yeah what well, maybe because she was like prosecuting a business and really waging war against them maybe that's why my parents i i'm grasping at straws i don't know I, they didn't like her performance in hook because they thought it was a little too on the nose or something they're like know? too old she's too old to be tinker bell doesn't make sense bad casting <laughs> she should have been peter pan but yes we um, we did have a disdain Caroline for Oprah yeah, in the house. For Oprah. Cause I, I feel like the vibe I got or what I remember was Oprah like professed a degree of Christianity, 
but she also was kind of into some new age stuff, some sort of like manifesting, the secret sort of thing. And she held like a lot of sway over people culturally and introduced people to like all these kind of like really progressive issues at the time. And I think made people more open-minded maybe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just felt like people really got upset that people thought she was Christian, but she like so wasn't Christian, you know, because she wasn't like an evangelical Christian about it. Yeah, I think Christians and then I know for a fact couch manufacturers got mad at her because of what <laughs> the behavior that people mimicked after Tom Cruise mm. jumped on her couch. It yeah, like devastated storerooms across the country is awful. <laughs> yeah. It also feels racist too, honestly, of just like of a black course, woman, of course, of course, like it power, and it, it must be of said, course. yeah, like it's besides just, the racism, what could be underlying? Yeah, what? Well, besides, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just very the racism, like, misogyny, class issues. Which what is not is there? not really our mo usually in the church, but um, what yeah. racism? <laughs> right. Gracious. So yes, this is um, an apotheosis of early two thousands evangelical culture war made manifest. Mm-hmm. Truly, they hit mm-hmm. all the issues. Which, by the way, abortion, school prayer. Yes, and pray for your leaders. Just in a funny uh, statistic of a uh, one poll, a friend of mine sent: abortion was a crucial issue in this last election to three percent of voters. So it's like oh. fallen, like it. It doesn't Whoa. even matter. I'm shocked. Well, I think part of that might be the Supreme Court's. Like it's done. If it's going to happen, I was going to say happen. it's also like 11 percent of the Supreme Court's favorite thing, right? Uh, to make illegal yeah but it is a fringe it's a it's not a majority belief that uh pro-life is it or i shouldn't say pro-life anti-abortion isn't a pro isn't a majority if you just like canvassed evangelical christians it would be obviously a way bigger issue but that that speaks to i guess like how maybe it's not that big an issue and also that maybe evangelical christians aren't a huge huge voting block no, and, hof- right. and hopefully they'll they'll keep on keep on keep on dwindling. Keeping going on. So one thing I was thinking about when I was listening to this song is he posits that if we were praying more or if prayer was more of an active thing, especially mm-hmm, for kids mm-hmm. at school, that we would not have abortion. And also that, what else does he say is going to happen? There, you're going to have school God's prayer. promise. You're yeah. Not- or you're not, oh, you're going to like lock Satan up. You know, captives would set free. Also, we're going to get Ask more G. We're all going to get more Prez Bushes. We're going to get some more GWBs as he yeah. sings. Mm-hmm. What it would happen if we prayed for those raised up to leave yeah. the way? Bushes like- only. I know that line is very dark. Isn't that I know. so funny? Oh my God. So gross. Um, that was- so, and I was just thinking like, I wonder... Like, in his mind, I'm sure most of the people he knows that are Christians are praying all the damn time. A lot of prayer. Always. Always going on. And so, to me, I'm like, I wonder if he has a number that he's trying to hit. Like, how many prayers do you need in order for God to accomplish something for the nation? Or is it just more of an attitude shift? How many licks wants? does it get take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was really curious about that too. I, I got the sense that maybe there was a like a shorthand for prayer that I was missing. But that was <laughs> that was like maybe maybe there's like prayer as an active, like like acts of service as prayer. Act of like prayer. maybe <laughs> Exactly. Like maybe that is a thing that I'm just not aware of. But I, I also had that confusion where it's like you're you're telling people like if you just pray, but then like all these things will happen or like what if the church like did some shit, but also all of us should only pray. So yes. that was kind of like a, a mixed message to me. Did that yeah, like it's not a call 
call to like organize or like press for policy or whatever. Like it is just prayer, which which isn't a surprise, I guess, is just like a catch all for like the thing to do, you know, as a Christian. If like if you're feeling out of control or at a loss on how to like make change in the country or whatever. Yeah. Or even but it's a- just funny to me that like the quantity of prayer is still not enough and we need more. <laughs> In Bush's America. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, you got Bush. And also, when there wasn't prayer, or when there was prayer in school, obviously no atrocities happened in America at all. So we need to just bring that back. If they sang it now, (laughs) they'd be like, uh, it'd be, (laughs) what would happen if we prayed for those raised up to lead the way? And then maybe kids in school have guns and unborn children can have fun or whatever. It's like more yeah. like whatever. Arm all the teachers. <laughs> I think guns are the new prayer, TBH. Uh, I, mm. I think that's been a shift. I get yeah. that, though, too. Like even even beyond political stuff and personal stuff and, and even I've, I've had a, a recent conversation with a family member of mine about some issues in our family that were like, well, there are no easy answers here. And the conclusion was, well, all we can do is pray. And I'm like, no, I, no. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> uh, that, and it's such an easy like. And the, uh, the other thing was um, my grandma, God rest her soul, was mean. And every time, like we brought this up in the again, it was a source of tension and trauma in in our family. Uh, complicated woman who loved us, but then also was uh, uh, hateful and mean sometimes. And one of the the points of appeal in our family is like, well, she loves you guys, and she is a prayer warrior. And and <gasps> something about that specific phrase and and that appeal to like, no, there's all these good things. She's a prayer warrior. Oh, I just no. like it, I, it stuck in my head for all my life since I was totally. a little kid. Uh, yeah, as as like as what the value is for it. I guess maybe my grandma heard this song. She's like, hell yeah, giddy up, all the prayers <laughs> I can. Yeah, like don't take her a vase value. Like think about her prayer life mm-hmm. and how kind she must be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our our version of that was like, yeah, grandpa like screamed at us only, but. He was from Ireland, so you know, he just <laughs> only ate potatoes and lead paint. Really Ireland card. And, yeah. So, you know. We've all got our family excuse. Yeah. <laughs> what else is wrong with our families, guys? Uh, mm. You know, probably some PTSD from war. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait. Passed on down. Can I? Uh, because, of course, <laughs> on YouTube, there is a live performance of this uh, from <gasps> some year. Uh, by the way, there's a dislike, and the comment on it is, the one dislike is probably an Oprah fan, or maybe it was Oprah herself. <gasps> Guys, I didn't know Oprah was was this, like, wedge. Yeah. She- it's so old, too. It feels, like, so dated to, to attack Oprah as well. <laughs> okay, here's a clip from, uh, and I have to imagine, this was a barn burner every time they played it. Here's what if, what if his mm-hmm. people prayed live. And unborn children see light of day. What if the life that we pursue came from a hunger for the truth? What if the family turned to Jesus? Stop asking. What if his oh people my God. <laughs> wow. <gasps> Oprah, what to do? It's just 
so <laughs> the funny. whole crowd to to this like group of because I believe this this uh, this venue is, is a, a it's a huge church, yes, yeah, and so they're oh in a sanctuary. God. So this sanctuary full of presumably affluent white people being like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was so wonderful. Uh, uh, they defeated her. Now she, she's banished Apple TV plus and where they, she can't hurt them anymore. <laughs> because of prayer. Because we prayed. <laughs> yep. All the warriors stepped up to the plate, dusted off their swords. <laughs> went to pray. Incredible stuff. Yes. What if the life what that was we, the church, go ahead. What was the church doing that it wasn't stepping up to the plate? Like genuine question. Was it like what? That was the line that kind of confused me the most. Here's what I take that to mean. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wonder if you have a similar take, Caroline, is uh, a lot of cons- uh, uh, evangelical conservative ideology is based on the government needs to pave the roads and make the mail come in time. Well, although that last one, they don't really no believe it more. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it used to be like, just do or set, like don't get it like small government, small government, small government. It's all these social programs, which are by the way, majority popular, the, these incredibly popular social programs that then Reagan just crushed in the eighties. Uh, like all those things are, you know what? You know why they're doing them? That's because the church has failed. We need to be helping the homeless. We need to be adopting whatever, whatever the social thing that they're providing, food stamps, all that stuff. Like that's actually a failure of the church. And we can do that. And we're going to do that better than them. So they need to stop and we need to step up. That was my interpretation of that lyric. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Well, and it's also if we're talking about like the literal issues that they're putting forth like in this song too about abortion about kids praying at school i feel like they're just railing against people who were like maybe neutral on the issues you Mm -hmm. know or like not as as aggressive or litigious about it uh or whatever or thought or maybe we're trying to both sides the issue and Mm -hmm. things like that i think this was just a call for like less yeah less neutrality or like that understanding or or saying like well it's not the church's plates to get involved he's saying like yes yeah. it is yeah. <laughs> like get in there yeah it's always the church's place mm-hmm. very love but only if you agree sure. but only if you agree <laughs> what if, tight. what if his people prayed and those who bear his name would humbly seek his face and turn from their own way so if you're gonna pray you won't want to do what you want to do anymore like you'll you'll cut you want to do his way, not yours. Your his ways are higher than mine. What's the verse, Caroline? Uh, yeah, that's it. His ways um, are higher. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do Wait, a Amanda... GCF translation of the Bible at some point, like a full <laughs> book. Oh, I would buy it. I've pre-ordered it, be, it already. <laughs> yeah, per, maybe unreadable. Probably not publishable. Um, Amanda, <clears throat> I just just remembered a question I was going to ask you way earlier after Kevin played yeah. uh, his Instagram video. Where he was going on and on about the the aspects of darkness and its runnability, its its speed, you know how it works with light, etc. I was going to say, as someone <laughs> who loves science, I'm sure you you can maybe fill that metaphor in a little bit more for us, or share your thoughts on how how yeah. darkness works. Yeah, how does that function? Is yeah. it antimatter? <laughs> is it a black hole? Yeah, well, just like how cold is a thing and it chases heat away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're both actively like, yeah, <laughs> is a thing, and it just <laughs> pushes the light on out of there mm-hmm. consciously. Yep. That's okay, that that's what I thought. Yeah, just kind of like. N- and how did darkness vote say... in this most recent election? <laughs> yeah, uh, darkness 
darkness wants to talk about racism and any talking <laughs> about racism is just not the light. Well, it's no, divisive. Why would you bring it up? You're just dividing yeah. it by literally hey, talking can you, about like, it all. You're kind of bringing down the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we prefer on non-divisive guests. Please. I will say I love a metaphor and I really liked the narrative framing of this song. I like the rhetorical device of the what if like that is a, mm-hmm. you know, it's an uplifting, like a, a aspire together type thing. Imagine. I was very surprised. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's in the tradition of imagine. <laughs> yeah. And what if cartoons got saved, I guess. But I was so surprised at the end with the turn into first person from God. How did that strike you guys? That is a common tech songwriting technique of Christian music is assuming the POV of I G-O-D. Uh, that's yeah. that's pretty prevalent in a lot of these songs, yes, because yeah. they do cool. Usually they're like direct quotes from mm. the Bible, I think, to oh. rid any sort of like, ooh, I hope you're not putting words in God's mouth or like misinterpreting the word or something like that. Because the, the verses here are Bible verses that God says. And I feel like this is like the central hub of the question or of the song too, that is like going back to this verse and this promise that God has made that if like, if you gather, if you pray, I hear you and I will do some stuff for you, but you have to humble yourself and pray. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is supposed to be that beautiful, like still Holy Spirit voice that like reminds you to keep on praying quietly. Keep on, keep it on. <laughs> it was, yeah. You did, you, did it, Amanda, did it strike you as like kind of bizarre or like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, blasphemous? Unexpected. Yes, blasphemous. Yeah, that was my question. I was sort of like, oh, if I was a, a teacher looking for blasphemy, I'd be like, hey, but the fact that it's generally quotations definitely makes sense to me. But as a convention, as like the, the end of a sonnet you know like i i get why that is um effective and why that's like a convention mm-hmm. yeah and i think the most popular example of this is uh sixpence none the richer a christian band they put out a song called kiss me kiss me and that was jesus singing no. to judas <laughs> they're christians yeah they were <laughs> are were are i don't know kind of <laughs> they are christian oh yeah they were like the lyrics but they were definitely <laughs> like band first Ministry second or oh, third. I don't think they care. No, they <laughs> didn't care. Like, Lee, Lee Nash yeah. did not care uh, in a good way about that that sort of thing. No, but I I think I think with these, uh, with this kind of Christian, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but it's not not popular to assume the will and mind of God in some ways because he's that's true. He's made manifest in the Scripture, so we can know these things. Ergo. Here I am. We, Caroline, we should do a 30 Minutes to Heaven from just fully from God's POV. Mm, as, God POV. As a songwriting technique. The raw dogs fun. will have to take that mm, on. That's right. The God dogs for <laughs> one for one special episode. I I think you're right that that's a very, that's a very um, Catholic Protestant divide. Like I, I grew up um, where like prayer is ritualized. You follow, like there's not a lot of uh, freestyling in prayer. You really like stick to the classics. You say the rosary, you know, like you, yeah. you do the things you're told to do in confession. Yeah. Um, and, and church too, like, you know, you, you talk in unison, rise in unison, kneel in unison. There's like one time where you say something that everyone else isn't saying at the same time. And it's when you like do the peace be with you. Um, and even the, the sermons, you know, are like very, um, they're a small slice. It is often something similar, you know, that you kind of hear week to week. Um, and it's just not like, 
worst case scenario, you like lose your car keys and you pray to St. Anthony and you're like, you're the one I go to, please help. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, you go find the car keys. So it, it's just, it's not like a personal relationship with God is the thing we read in textbooks, right? When we talk about like the, the schism and like whatever, but that truly is a thing that is not particularly reflected in like Catholic liturgy. Yeah, yeah, and like the the amount of personalization you get to do like with your prayer or with your like worship practice even at church. You can stand up, you can sit down, you can run the aisles or whatever. Yeah, but also it, it means that prayer can be endless and really fraught. Like there's no structure and all that stuff too. So it can turn into these like marathon sessions. So it, it sounds like uh maybe prayer in Catholic churches is like reading music from a, from the great american songbook whereas yeah. in protestant churches prayer is like jazz and we do a rebop a bebop a boobop ballet doo. versus you know lyrical contemporary yeah modern <laughs> yeah <laughs> i swear my dad was like there's a guitar in that church he said that to me in like 2015 like it's it's really just like not a not a catholic thing at Pushing all the limit awesome oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh yeah well, I think maybe it's time to write this song. I feel like I feel like we get it, right? Yeah. We get casting crowns. We get what they're about. Kevin, what? did you see that a co-writer on this song was Stephen Curtis Chapman? Stephen Curtis Chapman did produce this whole album. Our wow. our little our favorite little elf it in CC. It says CCM songwriters, de- John Mark Hall and really? Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yes. Stephen. Is God on there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. God's kind of okay. always on. God's always implied. The, he is the invisible songwriter, co-songwriter on all these songs. The true invisible hand of capitalism is God. That is Think about it. absolutely true. Stomp it. and stomp and stomp and stomp and stomp. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that woman in yes, her prayer. Yes, lady. Okay. Yeah. That little prayer warrior? Yeah. And uh, yeah, Stephen. Hmm. Stephen's <laughs> a sneaky little elf because he wouldn't put anything this explicit on his... On his own music. But these are like his views too. I feel like this is very totally. they all yeah. their views. It's all their views. Wow. Everything. I hate to see that. Is incredible. We should check in with Michael W. Smith's Instagram tonight. He's probably having a tough time. <laughs> oh no. They called Pennsylvania. <laughs> I didn't, my endorsement work. <laughs> Just stop. Stop and it'll be the thing we want. Right? Sure. That's how it That's how it happens. Just stop. You just stop at a certain point. You stop at the values you want. You don't let society change at all. And that makes sense. But the way this is going to work is we're going to give it a holy toast, which is a thumbs up. Or holy roast, which is a thumbs down. Holy toast, Amanda. We send this song all the way to heaven. Or holy roast, we send it down below to the reddest state of them all. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> Ohio. It's, uh, yeah, Ohio. Ohio. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I didn't finish. Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven is Cleveland and hell is the rest of Ohio. That's right. Yeah. Rock oh and gosh. Roll Hall of Fame. It's heaven to Ooh. me. Uh, Raw Dogs will be inducted in the year 2029. Caroline, we start with you. Holy roast. Yeah. Roast roast this this puppy. Um, oh. though I will yeah. <laughs> no, jump back in the fire. Did Oprah oh. tell you um, to do that, Caroline? <laughs> yeah, she did. I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> got my marching orders. And I spat down and kissed your toes. <laughs> Gonna join Weight Watchers too. Um, 
Yeah, Holy Roast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this song. I don't like. I don't like this value. No, thank you. What did you think of complete. his voice? How would you describe this man's voice? Bad. No, don't like it. Not a fan. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool. Well, maybe your mind would be changed if you heard one of his new songs, like "The Bridge." I've never heard this song. I have no idea what it sounds like. But let's let's hear how he sings the first line. This is the same band, by the way. I used to rule the world. The world's getting darker by the day. Real journey vibes. (laughs) You're right. The world's getting tough. It's actually divided for some reason. Doesn't have anything to do with things seem hard. People I voted for. We turn into some white women are acknowledging racism, guys. (laughs) It's bad. The darkness is here. White women, what's up with y'all? White women. Fifty-five percent of us. No reason. What are we doing? (laughs) What the fuck? All right, we turn it to Amanda for her vote yeah. on the song. Um, I'm going to have to give this song a Claritin because it's going down to the rusty, dusty gates of hell. <laughs> oh, blow the dust off of them gates, Mark. It was some hay fever. Yeah. When you get oh there, gosh. I get that. I, you know, I don't, I don't hate the sound. I think this would be a fine cover band. This would be a fine, um, you know, priest with a hobby. Um, yeah, but I, I'm not not into the values. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that uh, you shouldn't need to pray in school. I think abortion should be safe, legal, and free. So uh, I'm gonna have to go with that. There, hard agree. Also, you can pray in school at any old time you want. You know, you, you can. Like, yes. you, know, you, like, you can pray in your head. You can also time. not get an abortion anytime. You want? You sure could. <laughs> I am praying in my head and not getting an abortion. I'm currently right not now. getting an abortion. Or we are actually aligning with his values completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, it's already done, Bucko. All right. <laughs> I will give it a roast too. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We listened to this song. I sent such a nice song at the beginning, and I thought it would be bland and not that interesting to talk about for the duration <laughs> of the episode. That song no, was. No, we want to. Fr- we always want a fruitful convo over a comforting song. We want a whopper to bite into and meet in the middle of and have a little nice friendly kiss. Uh, (laughs) Heaven meets earth and a whopper bite kiss. kiss. That's right. The other song was a nice little song called Fingerprints of God, which is just about Stephen Kirchheim being like, I love you, my son or my daughter. You got the fingerprints of God on you. It was not political at all. And I was like, nah, let's do this one. This is so timely, too, for like the, you know, electoral cycle to to cover this song. Yeah. As of this dropping, we're in week one of the nine week electoral cycle. And uh, (laughs) we look forward to doing only political content until 2021, baby. but you can give it a Wait, vote. Wait, what's your... Oh, you gave it a roast, right? Oh, roasty, 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 roasty. Roasty, roasty, yes. roasty, roasty. Listen, guys, I really appreciate you giving me the chance to come on to your wholesome show and really roast something because I was worried I was going to come on to the show like, I'm not a Christian. I don't like the song. <laughs> Fuck yourselves. 
So thank oh, you for like, this welcoming well, well, invite. Well, we, we like everything we cover on this show. Yeah. Come on. It's a core tenet of the show is everything gets a pass and everyone <laughs> is good and no one's Caroline especially bad. loves it all. In particular. by God. It's all good. Yes. You know what? Usually we say go to at Christian Fun Pod and Pokemon go to the polls. No voting this week. You voted enough. It was a historic <laughs> turnout. We're not doing a vote this week. I'm going to give your, your voting finger a rest. Yeah. Use yeah. that finger for whatever else you got to do. Join the mutual aid network. Google your city or state. Yeah. Great ways to redistribute your wealth. Or to butt stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. We did it, gang. We really did it. So Proud let's, of us. Let's bring it down now to a more contemplative, worshipful space. I know this kind of sounds like a spa or sauna Kevin. music. What? What? Oh Your multimedia game is too strong. <laughs> I, I, made, I made my lights scary in my room as we brought the lights down. Real oh, that's kind of cool behind me, isn't it? The window lights coming in. That's kind of interesting. It's not spooky season anymore, Kevin. It's thankful season. Well, if you bring Elmo into frame, I'll be really upset. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll be sure not to do that. Don't you dare. (laughs) Um, Please don't. Amanda, on other shows, you may promote yourself or plug your other projects. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift them up to the Lord as a humble and loving sacrifice. And we start, as per usual, with Caroline. Hey, you know, lift up your local leaders. (laughs) That's my my recommendation. No, just kidding. Um, Don't lift them up. up. Uh, no, don't lift him up. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to lift up a... Don't sh- lift Elmo up. <laughs> Kevin? Wait, I'm not... Oh, my God! <laughs> you know, I am in charge of the screenshots, so I will be okay. working on that. Okay, um, I want to recommend The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Great style, glamorous. Big eyes! Uh, big old, big old eyes herself. Fun story. I, you know, I care about chess now, which is cool. Wait, and do you play have- chess, Caroline? I was part of a chess club in high school. Is that true? But I was known as the loser. <laughs> oh, They're called Chessy LaRue. <laughs> I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. There is a lot of chess play in that show, but they make it seem like really exciting, which is a, it's a real feat. Caroline, I just so. bought a chess set. It came five days ago. I will play you anytime in the park. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I would do it. It's very fun. Yeah. It's a fun way to hang out with people where there's an activity and you're not just looking at each other the whole time. I'll be playing the Sicilian. Okay, and I'll be you know choking the bishop. Is that a move? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then you're at Caroline's Farts, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Someone's not passionate about being online. No, not really. Why? I feel like the, you know, there's better people to follow. And also, I just don't want the, uh, I don't want the, um, millstone around my neck of creating content. <laughs> it is a millstone. Is it the divisiveness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also the defi- I don't like being part of the divisive discourse mm-hmm. going on. So for me, it's just a little too divisive right now to engage in that toxicity. <laughs> you got to log off. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Amanda. Yes, if you would like to hear uh, a bunch of my friends and I talking about stuff we love in a way that welcomes other people to love it, but it's still critical because nothing in this world is uncomplicatedly good. 
you should check out Multitude. We're at multitude.productions, where you search the word multitude in your podcast player. And whether you like uh, 90s music, mythology, basketball, children's mysteries with Kevin there, um, Harry Potter, or uh, gay stuff, you're going to find something you really enjoy. I love all those things. Well, well, except maybe for Harry Potter now. It's complicated. (laughs) It is. It's It's crazy how J.K. Rowling, I just realized this, she just rolled dolled herself. Yeah. Like now she's a rolled mm-hmm. doll figure and she didn't have to be. It's so be her Wikipedia forever. Oh my so god. So has the uh, the publisher of Dungeons and Dragons. They've just fully committed to like continuing being racist actively. Um, oh. the D&D community is like that's fine. Here's a bunch of stuff you can buy from like buy POC gamers oh. instead. So it's uh not nothing in this world is simple, but Damn. it is worth talking about. It sucks. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. And then where can people follow you? Yes, I'm at She's So Mickey on uh, Twitter and Instagram, where I primarily uh, post Leaf Watch, which is uh, as I update you on new leaves my plants are growing uh, on Instagram stories, and uh, and tweet about uh, great puzzles I am doing and heist movies I am watching um, and King Arthur recipes that I am standing. King Arthur? You mean gluten-free flour? Uh, Many kinds of flour. It's a worker-owned cooperative. Those people are legit. Okay. They're great. I got a little King Arthur in the cabinet, if you know what I mean. I have gluten-free flour. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a great euphemism for gay, and I'm going to just, like, file that one away. <laughs> oh, you hear about Kevin? He's, uh, he's got a little King Arthur in the closet. A little King, King Arthur in the, in the pantry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no disrespect. Uh, thanks, Amanda. You can follow me at Kevin T. Porter. Uh, freaking, I, I, I run out. I run out on this thing. Ran out. You're yeah. too busy getting offline, seeing your friends in person no mask like you're living life not glued to a screen i think that's a part of it <laughs> i guess <laughs> i don't know the masks are dividing us and not enough people are saying that well yeah, and thank you for saying that amanda it's just it's just mm-hmm. divisive we don't need to do it i'll plug I'm a uh, now. it's a podcast everyone's priority uh listening to but the last culture says podcast has literally been giving me life the last few months i have been listening i've just started listening to them in the last like month or so they're special i, I they're know special they're like boys. a super popular <laughs> podcast but yeah. it is so good i've it's really nice to I, listen to i have a lot of love and respect for those boys i, totally. I like them a whole whole lot that's how i feel about scam goddess where it's like everybody else knew about this i didn't yes. it's great oh yeah, yeah. So lacy lacy is also a very yeah she's wonderful um, and then follow me on Letterbox, baby, at Kevin T. Porter. I'm pouring out my heart and soul into mm. reviews of Death Becomes Her, into reviews of Carnage. Into- <laughs> this is a real Dr. Funky going on out there. I'm funking it up. <laughs> you I am, are funking it up. I am funking it up a little bit. Uh, hey. So follow me there your prerogative and you can lift us up at christian fun pod everywhere you can go to patreon.com slash good christian fun for more good christian fun every friday a new episode every friday we're talking to all of you on the episode this friday you called in we answered we listened we listened we heard you we are canceling the show because of it (laughs) and then you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity, and this month's charity is... It's the Echo Park Fund. Thanks to Alyssa Sabo for letting us know about it. Talia Caldwell is out there organizing and giving directly to the community that lives in Echo Park, which is a local park in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a whole little neighborhood in there, and um, she helps meet their needs directly. It's really great. Hey. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us on the show. 
tonight. Thank you for having me. In a new era of this country. Uh, Maybe not. (laughs) Less divided. Ready to go. Finally. Always praying. And thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for committing to be a part of the church, stepping up to the plate with us. You got it. Yeah, don't be lukewarm. And there's nothing left to say except for an all of Pod's people said, Amen. Do you say amen? And also with you. 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 Uh, what song should we go out on? I don't. I. I. I don't know what to do. Do I don't want to. Should we play that song? Should we play? Oh, they have a I song. Singles ministry song. The Instagram. The, or the Instagram. <laughs> oh, just him being like, we're divided. <laughs> you know what? This is our outro. Gang, they got a song. I'm looking at it now. It's called American Dream. Here we go. Oh no. <laughs> Jack a dull boy With all work no guy Has left Jack with a lost soul But he's moving on for steam He's chasing the American Thanks for listening everybody Alright we'll see you next week God bless, (laughs) pod bless, goodbye Bye That was a HeadGum Podcast